Hello and welcome to a new episode of Leading Lightly. I'm really excited about this one. It's a theory that I was kind of working on and then I tried it with my children. That is always the best way to learn how to lead. <laughs> Try something new with your kids and it worked. So I'm going to share this with you today. I hope you enjoy it. I hope this serves you well. Hi, this is Kurt Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. I think I can keep this one a little shorter because uh, it's not that tricky, but it's not common to occur, especially in leadership. What happens in your brain, actually, when you're under stress is you get hijacked. I think you've heard about this before. They call it amygdala hijack. Learned this during the second year's, year of my master's program. Uh, it was really a cool topic, but basically what happens is during stressful times, you lose your creativity and you simplify and you kind of end up in that fight or flight mode, which makes you in a way less productive, definitely less creative. But I... I've been thinking about this concept for quite a while because every time we get up and anyone here that has kids knows exactly what this feels like. You get up in the morning, you wake your kids up, your young ones like going for it or refusing to go for it. You're, um, we have a kid preteen. He's like ready. The teenagers just kind of rolling around, uh, lumbering to the, to the car to get to school on time. Um, all great, but all very different personalities, different times in their development. It's it's a pretty cool experience. What we used to do when we'd wake up, well, actually what I was observing is we'd say, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And then we'd be late. This buildup happened every morning and I just started observing it. I was like, I wonder why we go back to this, we got to go thing. Why do we always end up at, we got to go get in the car. We got to go get in the car, grab your stuff, get in the car. We got to go. And it happens almost every time. So I was observing and observing, uh, like I seem to always do. And I started to think about it. I was like, well, I bet you you're getting hijacked. I bet you the stress of trying to get three kids out the door with all the stuff that they need. And in today's day and age, you need a mask. So that's often something you forget. I, I remember bringing my kids to an event and I forgot to put my shoes on my four-year-old. So, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can forget as a parent. So you're trying to get that list through. And meanwhile, you see the time and you're like, oh, you look at the time and you go, you're stressed and you go, I gotta go. And then you say, we gotta go. The One of the mornings, I've, I'd been watching this, thinking about it for quite a while. And I was like, I wonder if there is a better way to provide that clarity for the kids so that they also don't get hijacked so they're still productive. I woke up in the morning, and this sounds so simple, but why can't I do it every time? I don't know. Woke up in the morning, and I went down into each kid's room and I knock on the door and then say, hey, you know, um, we, good morning, hope you're doing well, hope you had a good sleep. We are going to leave in 25 minutes. So I need you to do 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 do. Lay it all out. 
Then I go to the next one and say, good morning. Hope you, you know, all the same stuff. We are leaving in 24 minutes. I need you to do these things. Real clear description of what needs to be done. Then our little daughter, she's only uh, seven, so a little bit different. I uh, I usually give her a bear hug in the morning, and then she jumps on my back for a piggyback ride to the kitchen table. So here she is, hopping on, gets to the kitchen table. Next thing I know, I look around, and all three of them are sitting at the table. I was like, wow, we got the first step done. Then I was like, okay, thank you for coming to the table. So I kind of encouraged that step and then said, we now have 20 minutes, which means you guys have five to 10 minutes to eat. In this case, it was cereal. We usually do pancakes on Saturdays because they take forever. My kids eat like pounds of pancakes. So um, it was a cereal day. So I was like, you have, you have about 10 minutes to eat cereal and then another 10 minutes to get ready to get in the car. They eat for the 10 minutes. I have never, I have not yet said we got to go. They sit there, they eat their food, everything is calm and relaxed. Then after they put their eat their food, I tell them, you know, you got to put your dishes away like normal and then grab your stuff and here's the list. And I went through the list. All three of them put their dishes away, start walking around, get all their stuff together, and they have their backpacks. We were five minutes ahead of time sitting in the car waiting for the other uh, youngster that we pick up to bring to school. Uh, and we were ready. I couldn't believe it. I sat there thinking, oh, how do I always do the same thing and expect a different result? As you know, that's the definition for insanity. I have clearly done that many times in my life. Uh, and I couldn't believe how functional that was. So then I was like, oh, I got to take this one step further. Obviously, if this works with my kids, I got to figure out if this will work with my staff. So I had a certain situation where I had normally had the same response. And here's the trick that I did that I hope you even consider. I looked up the thesaurus for the word that I was thinking the issue was. And then I kind of chased the rabbit trail until I found the real specific word for that urgency. So instead of saying hurry up or faster, whatever it was, I looked up that word. I'd look up faster and then find a better word and find a better word. And what it did was it cleared up my language so that I had better descriptors for urgency. Not that complicated. I wish leadership was more complicated sometimes, but thankfully it's not. So even I can do it. But uh, I, I start looking up words for urgency. And I would look up the, the first word and then go through the thesaurus until I was happy with the outcome. I can't believe how effective this is. I've seen charts of different emotions and all these things, especially during the master's. Actually, during the first uh, leadership diploma I took was also a whole bunch of stuff uh, around language. I never thought of picking up a thesaurus, looking up the word that I'm thinking of for urgency, and then using it. Uh, or, or sorry, not using it, but clicking through it until I found the exact word that I need for that situation. It does. I found it has done a couple things for me. Number one is it's made my language much easier to listen to for my staff. Um, if you're in leadership, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You kind of get tired of hearing yourself talk. 
So it made what I said more entertaining, at least for me, I'm pretty sure for my staff, it clarified my expectations better. And for me, the best part that it did that I never expected was it got my creative juices flowing in a stressful situation. When you look up words on a thesaurus, you start really describing what's going on and you find that cool word. And for me, it has to be a word that's very simple. Uh, I don't want to use some crazy word that somebody won't understand and make myself feel better at their expense. That is not the goal. But by chasing through these simple words, you land on one and you're like, wow, that's actually what's going on in this urgent situation. That's the word I'm going to use. Now you're creative. Now you're able to use language that really connects to the situation, applies much better, and you stop falling into the same rut that you normally did. Well, at least I'm sorry, I say you, but it's me that I normally did in those stressful situations. Now I'm finding I'm doing this all the time. I'm pulling out of the source whenever I'm in a stressful situation to see what rabbit trail I can follow along a thesaurus until I find the word that really describes the situation I'm in. This has been very rewarding for me. I hope that at some points when you're super stressed and you find that your language falls into that rut, that you will think of the word that you're always saying, look it up on a thesaurus or on online, and then figure out what word best applies. Because I can tell you, if it works with a teenage kid, a preteen kid, and a seven-year-old, it will work with all of your other community. They're much older, much more experienced. It'll also work to help you uh, better describe the emotions, the situation that everyone is facing at that time. That's the whole point of this. So next time you are in an urgent situation, make sure that you set up clear guidelines for next steps. Then pull out a thesaurus and chase down the word you're really looking for, but it can't be complex. You cannot make people that work for you not feel smart. So you have to work, use simple words. And that's harder than it sounds. If you don't know it well enough, you got to use complicated and hard to follow words. Uh, so try this next time. Tell me how it works for you because it sure is working for me. I'm sure parts of this might work for you. I hope this helps and I hope this serves you today. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.